Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Good morning. I'm Tamara McDaniel, and this is Plant Experts, live at Prairie Gardens. Come on out to the store and join us if you can. We're at 3000 West Springfield in Champaign, the corner of Springfield and Duncan, or phone in at 356-9397-356-WDWS, or even text us at 351-5357, because our experts are standing by to answer your questions, including Marianne Metz. Good morning, Tamara. Good morning, and good morning, John. John Weisgarber. Good morning, Tamara. And finally, Steve Brown. Good morning. Finally, how are you? I'm doing well. Kind of like the ring of that. Should I do it alphabetically? I just start from left to right. I I think we're all cool with how it's happening. Okay. Good. Because I can overthink things if you want me to. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the queen of that. That's why you fit in well. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, all is good. Why, thank you. Well, maybe that's why the store always looks so beautiful. And Overthinking it, perhaps. <laughs> I'm, be- yeah, you know, Brian is such a good Obviously designer. And you everybody think nothing is. happens, so that's not good either. <laughs> well, th- they find the perfect balance. Let me put it that way. Uh, sure, that's <laughs> what we do. Marianne, I saw the planters that you put together out front. Oh, wow! Oh, cool! I'm glad yeah. you like them. Gorgeous. Isn't that a nice Spunners. welcome to the next season here coming yeah. up. Uh, yes. And, and, and tell me what all you used in those. Uh, I forget. Okay. No. I, you know, <laughs> what it, I, the, the, tropical, the tropicals were in there first. So I took out the ones that were really tired. And then, Kevin, some of the ones weren't that right. I used some of the tropicals. So I was able to leave a few of that color, which yeah. worked in well with the, the fall colorations, like the Crotons. Oh, my gosh. Crotons those were are perfect. great. Oh, weren't they yeah. awesome? Anyway. Some so of the lantanas are still there. Which the are, lantanas, which are, which are like just crazy. full of color. Yeah. And, and they will be for a while. So Oh, good. Okay. Those things worked. So I just plopped in some uh, chrysanthemums that are in bloom. Okay. Which is, duh. You know, boy, boy, does Linda's mom crop look Oh, fantastic. fabulous. Gosh. There's mm-hmm. every size out there from four ninety seven on up to t- over twenty bucks. Oh, so just yeah. stunning! You know, and they're all huge for the yeah. money. Yeah, and they're incredible. they're starting mm-hmm. to show color. So yeah. it's from now until you know till till winter till November <laughs> that we'll have we'll have some color in them. So yeah, in the mums. But I, I tried something yeah. different this year. I, I put some perennials in it, some helleniums, um, and solidago, a dwarf yeah. solidago. Which are really awesome fall colors too, yellows and, which, and they're blooming now. Okay. So tell people what Solidago is. Um, Goldenrod. <laughs> 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 Talk about know, not being like, able uh, to think. <laughs> one of she, those had, she had to lower. Herself wait a minute. Let me have some. More, let me have some more coffee. <laughs> Mentally stuck in Latin. <laughs> 
<laughs> goldenrod. It's a, and this is it's called lemon. Uh, it's re- really just but the lovely. size of that one is perfect. It is. For it's a container a, especially it's a, it's a or for a border dwarfish, even compared 18 to, to 24 inches. Yeah, these yeah. three and four and five yeah, feet tall. Yeah, five guys. feet tall. Yeah, yeah. Golden, which which are beautiful. The golden rods, the tall ones, the fireworks, which we do have a few of, are are one of the most beautiful fall or early fall, late summer flowering things I've seen in a while. Just these beautiful cascades of of yellow. Um, golden yellow flowers, really, really pretty. But this is a really lemon yellow, which is really mm. awesome. But it'll be a nice color addition. It's a little taller than everything else in it, and in the planter, and it just, just I thought would be something different. Yeah, and nice. I love that helenium, which is really yeah, the Hel- too. Helen's flower. See, I knew the common. There name. you go. <laughs> I think there's <laughs> as many opportunities for texture in fall than there is in spring. Absolutely, I mean, it's just incredible. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, there is. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, grasses are always fantastic mixed yeah. in, too. Yeah, I use some Carex, the, the bronze-colored Carex, which is oh. you know, just kind of flows over the sides. And um, Oh, of course, I put in a little uh, cabbage, ornamental yeah. cabbage, and a little ornamental pepper. I love the ornament. Which I mean, they'll, they'll, and they'll come on soon. They're, they're, they're a little bit small right now, but, you know, when the other things cut, start kind of um, going down a little bit, the other things will grow, bit, grow up, so... And, and just a reminder to myself and perhaps others that ornamental means not really edible, right? Because <laughs> you hear peppers. <laughs> it could be. Okay, but yeah, you have some beautiful ornamental peppers out there, and just in the uh, in the greenhouse where people can put together their own planters. Right. And you have some deep purples and some lavenders yeah. and some beautiful yellows. Yeah. Yeah. And the white ones. Oh my gosh, which are gonna some of them will ripen. In fact, I think that's what we used. The ripe into orangey red. Yeah. Yeah, the peppers. Yeah. And there's uh, more and more and more coming. We're just at the tip of the just fall starting. color. Yeah. I mean, just from a mum standpoint, we've got every size, every color uh, right now. And again, they're just cracking color. Some bright, some are, are puffy buds. It's so exciting to see that happen, too. Love yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. But when it comes to, um, gosh, cabbage and kale and ornamental peppers and some of the other Rebecca and some fall flowers uh, we'll have a and pansies we'll have some in by the end of this next week yeah for fall yeah. pansies the so sub-zero variety every series. week could be a little bit more yeah, yeah. next week pansies next week well, I was trying you know, to think as I came up to the store what are because I know uh, several are like you can see them in the spring and you can see them in the fall African violets aren't they one to come around in the fall as well no nope. nope okay I was wrong <laughs> Tell me about the pansies then. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, all this stuff is 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 great because just like Marianne was doing with with those planters yesterday, you know, keeping some of the things that still look great and pulling out some of the tired looking stuff just to just to make it look better, mm-hmm. you know, more fresh, yeah, pop a little more, yeah. I understand that. So, um, you know. I was wondering, first of all, you talked about goldenrod. Is that native to this area? To here? Mm. Yeah. I don't know if it's native, but it sure is plentiful in many pastures and yeah. fields. Okay. But whether, so it's in, whether it's indigenous or whether it moved in and found a happy spot, I'm not really sure. Okay. A happy spot. I like that. Yes. And, and uh, some of the ornamental grasses that you have in, uh, a few of those are native too, right? A panic, I'm sorry. Sure. Yeah. Okay, which are my some of my favorites, the panicums. Just love the texture of them, and uh, there's there's a couple on the market now that uh, are trying to mimic that uh, red fountain grass. You know, oh. that's annual, which doesn't happen in in 
uh, perennial grasses yet, but this, there's a couple panicums, new, newer ones in the market that are starting to uh, show some real deep purple coloration right now. One of them, one of them's called Ruby Ribbons, oh, and the other one's called Hot Rod. Now, ah. I'm sorry, I just buy that because of its name. <laughs> so who cares what it looks like? That's a good point. Yep. It's like it the hosta Elvis lives. Of course, you got to have that. Yeah, you know, come on. <laughs> Elvis lives. Yeah. If there's a hosta name that. Of course there is. Is it? <laughs> is it extremely rare or just very oh, popular? You know what? It's kind of older in the market. It's it's been around a long time. I don't know if it's still sold or not. I'm sure it is somewhere, but it might be <laughs> difficult to get a hold of. But it, it was a really neat kind of a blue kind of you know. Oh, nice. <laughs> strappy leaves. It was really kind of a very pretty one, but at, at the time it was brand new and like wow, look at that. And then, of course, you had to get it just because of its name. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I'm guessing that it must have come out sometime after 1977. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Let's go to the phone lines and talk to Zoe, where she is waiting patiently to, to talk to us. <laughs> Hi, Tamara. Good hey, morning Zoe. to all of you. Morning, Tam- morning, Zoe. Good morning. I'm just calling again about my gardenia tree because I have a I, I need some advice. Um, we got I got rid of the spider mite. I think it had. Yeah. But um, okay, but it never bloomed this summer, and it doesn't have very many leaves on it. But it has some new little leaves. Hey. But I don't think bringing it into the house in the winter it's gonna do anything next year. Do you? I, I mean, with only a few little leaves, as I said, new ones. But I think I'm. Yeah, I think. Do you think it's a losing battle, or do you think, or do you have any advice what I could do to make it? survive or do you think i should give up on it how many leaves do you think are on the (laughs) the the new ones oh dear i don't know too Um, many to count you know i can't since i can't see them um the branches are still pretty bare let me put it like that but they're but i i look at those little new leaves and i go well hmm and um that's encouraging so i can't really say I could How tall is the plant was, again? Oh, it's very tall. And now it has some like one section that I think ought to be trimmed off because it's very bare and I think it's dead, that part maybe. I mean, I think it's just sapping the rest of it. But, um, or Let me you ask think you I this. Could, okay. Uh, is the plant um, floating your boat and are you enjoying it? Or do yeah. you think you have more enjoyment next spring yeah. out of a new one that had flowers on it? <laughs> well, is there any sentimental value expen- to this one? Yeah, well, considering how expensive they are for a tree like that, um, but I don't know. Maybe I should just let it go and get a new one, or not. Here, here's but, what I think you should do. Okay. I think you should chuck it, and I think we should give you a new one. Oh, you guys are incredible. I think that's what we should just do, and that way you you. don't have to worry about it. Thank you. Absolutely. It's so kind. So next year I would get that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, You know, and there's no reason to push it too early. Oh, no. The first (laughs) first batches will probably start coming in about the end of March. Uh We'll carry them all the way through Mother's Day, and I think we should wait till closer to the end of April or... First of May, well, let's so give you one of those kind. 10-inch pots of a tree form, right? Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yep. Thank you so much. Decision done. There you go. Oh, <laughs> very kind of you. Well, I'll check it then. <laughs> <laughs> you know you. what? 
Go, you can still practice on this one, though, right? That's true. Yeah, I mean, and it's, it's only it's August. Well and if you're happy with the pot that it's in, obviously, you know, when you get rid of it, save the pot and container, and then nice. Well, know, I will do that because I will next yeah. spring and pot it back. Yeah, because I kind of do pot. like my pot. It's a huge, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, nice. thank it's it's thank you so much. Yeah, and, we, and we have a recorded copy of this promise. <laughs> so <laughs> we can all Can't refer back, back to it. <laughs> well. There you go. Thank you, and blessings to you. And I love hearing about blessings your planners. You, they sound beautiful. Oh, Thank you all. Thank you. Thank Thanks, you, Zoe. Zoe. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. 356-9397 is our phone number. Plant experts live at Prairie Gardens. Or text 35153-57. Now, if somebody calls in next that says they have this 8-foot-tall Japanese maple and they're having a problem with it, <laughs> should they get rid of it? Gee. Or should they get a new one next spring and they hate to because it's so expensive? I don't yeah. think we've got another one in us. <laughs> Just throwing it out there, everybody. <laughs> Oh, too funny. Uh, you do have a lot of things out there, though. Um, I mean, I, I, not to bust your chops or anything, but I saw some really cool-looking Japanese maples out there. John was showing them to me. There are some out there. Yes, and he was telling me that they have a, a really interesting look even in the wintertime. Oh, we oh. were looking at the, the Ryusin. The Ryusin? That's all about character. I'm sorry. Japanese maples are just anyway, but yeah. Okay. That's totally about character especially yeah okay and then in the winter time john like you say that's um fun to go out and say oh maybe i should cut that off and cut that off oh, oh let's make it a, this shape it's kind of a fun artistic thing to do neat and how tall would you say they grow however tall you make them grow Okay. It's one of those things where you can train up, but they'll continue to go up and out, up and out, up and out. But if you want to train one a little bit more up to make it a little taller, you can. Okay. And, and that's the only true ca- uh, weeping. weeping, weeping yes. variety. Yeah. The there's, others there's are a lot mounding. mounding. Yeah. But that one is like a waterfall. Yeah. It, the others are mounding? Yes. Okay. S- Mostly you'll see them get wider than tall, the mounding ones, mm-hmm. uh, typically under 15 feet, usually around 12, but they'll be 15, 18 feet wide. So it's like wow. an umbrella. But this isn't. This goes not straight up because it's always a, has this, this kind of wiggly stem, but then the limbs come straight, not straight down, but pretty close. Yeah, like a weeping willow. Yeah, it is a weeping, it's a weeping. Japanese maple. No. Okay. And, and the only true one that I know of in the market, there might be others, but I don't know of them. So. No, I think it's best used if, uh, you know, anything weeping, if you're, if whatever you've planted around it or featured around it <coughs> is worth having your eye follow the branches down to look at. Oh, for sure. Yes. So whether there's some hardscape or water feature or yep. even just some terribly interesting plantings below it and i think those are grafted fairly short Usually. on the stem and so i think if that could possibly be elevated a little bit if you could yeah, kind uh, of take some boulders or some outcropping rock oh. or something and then build up the soil a little bit and let this then weep over that it would Beautiful. add, add nice. to the interest and the fall color on most of the japanese maples is outstanding yeah you know every variety is a little bit different i was one of the first uh, pictures I took of a, a Japanese maple in the fall was of a Ryuzen because it was almost pumpkin orange. It was kind of a deep pumpkin orange. I could not believe how stunning it was. That sounds Just beautiful. glowing. And I'm wondering if you kept it weeping and didn't trim it too much, uh, could it also be like 
a little hiding place for kids, a oh, little for clubhouse. Sure. Absolutely. You know. And you know, yeah, you go out and trim Secret it. Secret garden kind really of. In cool fact, little hobbit house. I, I, yeah. I, I gave a hobbit house. That's exactly <laughs> That'd right. Be cute. I, I gave, um, I, I, I put my reusing in the wrong place, so I had to dig it up and, and I gave it away. Okay. Which you was did. hard to do, I'm sure. And, <laughs> yeah. Um, I forgot. Oh, I know. It was what I was going to do. The last, the last year I had it, the last winter I had it, I pruned it back to probably five or six major branches, and that was it. Oh, wow. I, I cut all the all the really tiny ones off. Easier and, to dig and transplant. But, uh, well, oh. it was, but that's not when I did it. <laughs> um, and the next spring, it was, by the end of the spring, it was just totally loaded again and all the way to the ground. Oh, wow. So they're fast growers and fill in quickly. Okay. But fun. Absolutely fun. And Beautiful. they get to 15 feet wide? No, no, no. That's the mounding one, not oh, this one. And there's okay. some mounting ones that say a lot These smaller, These are the weeping too. ones. This is the weeping one, yeah. And they oh. could be three or four feet wide, maybe a little bit wider. Okay. Just depending on how, how much the branches decide to go um, horizontal. But they don't very much do that. So. Okay. And there's some mounding ones that are... You know, going to be dwarfish in size, and there's going to be a lot of them that you could have in six or eight or ten feet wide that wouldn't have to be super big. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be all over. It's just a huge, oh. huge group of plants. Each one of them is so singular. Just, you know, they're just so individual. Now, what insects are they going to attract? Japanese maples, like the ryusen, well, well, or too many. the weeping, well, or What would be your first guess? <laughs> Japanese beetles. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? My my Japanese uh, maples at home don't. I I have almost no in, injury on on my yeah. wow, trees. So yeah, pretty typically you don't see that too yeah. much. Yeah, there's more things on that favorite list. I don't yeah. know if it's because oh, it's totally. a Japanese beetle and a Japanese maple and. Hey, been there, done that. Yeah, yeah. really. I want been something there, different. That. That's good. I moving like on that. to something else. Yeah, yeah. moving yeah. on. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. Let's All get right. something from Australia. Yeah. Uh, how about a linden tree? Ooh, yeah, let's do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a linden tree. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's one just, of those. They'll just... <laughs> the leaves are lace. Oh, my gosh, yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, the, but the Japanese oh, beetles do yeah, kind of like those. Yeah, thankfully, those critters are done for the season, I think, on on at, on the trees and plants. On the surface, anyway. Yeah. Oh, good. And but like we were talking about last week, pretty soon we'll be seeing their underground damage. Yeah, I don't think we've got any left, but we have some of that uh, new series from... Isley, that's a Korean-Japanese hybrid. We don't. Uh, yeah, they're sold out for this year, but we'll have more next spring. We will. And they're a zone four, so if you live in a little bit more exposed environment in terms of winter winds and stuff like that, I think they're going to be a good choice for a, a lot of people. Hardy for this area. Yeah. Good. Yes, it's a. Uh, they 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 look just like a Japanese maple, only probably um, a little more controlled. I think maybe oh. not, maybe not. not. But they're, but they're really I cool. think I don't think so. You don't think so? I've only seen a couple in um, in a landscape, and it seemed like well, maybe that was because somebody the, pruned them. And what the did you call them again? Well, they're a they're a series. They're a North Wind series. New hybrid. It's um, a new hybrid. And Japanese they're a maple. Korean Japanese maple hybrid. Hmm. So as opposed to Zone Five, which Japanese maples are, or Zone Six even, um, these would be Zone Four. A so they're more hardy. Yeah, a little more winter hardy. And I'm not hardy. saying they would necessarily take more sun or less sun. You know, that's that's a whole other topic ah. uh, in terms of, you know, if I was picking out a Japanese maple, the first things I would pick out would be uh, size and shape. 
you know, do I want mounting? Do I want upright? How large is it going to get? How much sun exposure? And then uh, color too would be at the top of my list. Those would be my, I think, my main characteristics. And then you, then you start to get into texture and leaf shape and um, yeah. w- winter interest with the color of the bark and and oh, some of the other right. some of the other factors yeah. too. But um, I think picking the right size, shape, and picking the right light level. Uh, is it going to have a lot of sun? Is it going to not have too much sun? Is is critical for success. So it really helps to know those kinds of things before you come yeah, in to buy your Yeah, and concern there's only a, you know a few thousand of them out there. Um, only. Yeah. <laughs> so the the reason we start talking about Japanese maples were about the reusins, and they're on sale for ninety nine bucks. Wow. And they're very mature they're plants. Beautiful plants. They really are. Yes, they are. So it's worth it's worth the trip to if you're interested in Japanese maple, that doesn't take up a lot of space. Yeah, that's nice. So, what you guys been doing in the garden this week? Huh? Besides watering, you mean? Besides watering, <laughs> you're still so we got to a little bit on the water. Uh, yeah, we've had yeah. a couple days. We've had a little bit of rain, so it's 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 helped me a lot. But unless you're in some of those pockets that had two inches or three inches or four inches. Most of us didn't have a whole lot, so no. it was enough to water some shallow-rooted things, make enough to make the grass seem not distressed. And yes, my containers needed water. <laughs> Wait, containers? You? Shouldn't you be watering those a little more often? Oh, I'm supposed to water. <laughs> so I, I have a I have a um, a hot pepper in one of them, so I can um, pick the peppers and crush them. You know, for a crushed red pepper. Nice. Um, the, I looked out, the <laughs> looked out the window the other day, and it was just like so limp I could hardly believe it. It's like, oh my gosh! You were just trying to stress those peppers and make stress them hotter. Stress them, yeah. I, yeah. I, you know, it works for grapes. I didn't know if it worked. It works for, for peppers. For hot peppers yeah. too. Yeah. Okay. Hot, dry conditions make them hotter. <laughs> they do that with grapes, like purposefully well, kind of stress, stress them out. Stress the vine to make. The well, they're wine. sweeter. They're more sugars in them. Huh. That's interesting. That's why they do well. They they grow them in in rocky, not good soil, and yeah, know. they don't over fertilize the plants. Yeah. And wow. Yeah. Anyway, they love that soil. Yeah. Well, did you did you plant anything this week, John? Um, I did. Oh. And the ground is actually wasn't hard as a brick. Ooh, that's because we got enough. that rain. That's kind of nice. That's well, nice. under the tree canopies, it's really dusty and dry, yeah. crumbly. Yeah. I'll bet. Yeah. I'll bet. So I just been ha- uh, harvesting uh, cantaloupe this week. That's all I've been doing. Yeah, it's I gotta say that's good. pretty tasty. Thank you very much. <laughs> I know it so, is. So we brought in so cantaloupe sweet. out of the garden this morning here. Yeah. So it's uh, it, pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah, melons and watermelon. You know, any kind of melon. But it's honeydew, cantaloupe, watermelon. Uh, yeah. August is the harvest, beginning of harvest time. Yeah. The, or the 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 fruits of your labor. Is it right. <laughs> No pun intended. No, no pun intended. Right. <laughs> of course. Uh, well, yeah, it's delicious, and we appreciate you coming in with a nice big container oh, of it. Oh my gosh, that's I know. fabulous! Breakfast, yay! It was nice that you cut it up for us. Yes, seriously. Uh-huh. <laughs> Nobody does that at home. Good point. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to the phones at three five six nine three nine seven and uh, talk to Marlene in Monticello. Good morning, Marlene. Good morning. I keep hearing Japanese maples. Don't plant them too close to the house. We moved here about eight years ago. We have a little courtyard, and there was a beautiful little thing there in that with the pretty little red leaves on it. 
and uh, I thinking that that's probably going to be small, you know, in there. And it kept growing and growing, <laughs> and we've been here about eight years, and it's probably six or eight feet higher than the gutter now. We keep having to oh. come off the side to keep it out of the gutter. <laughs> and it was a beautiful little thing, not knowing it was going to be a huge tree. <laughs> but we didn't plant it. But anyway. It, You're not to blame. It, oh, my goodness. But I, I don't want to cut it because it's got a huge trunk on it. But uh, I just keep trying to trim it off a little bit, and especially around the bottom because you couldn't see out the window. You know, it got so thick. Oh, sure. And yeah, it's yeah. Mm. the top of it just, you know, you try to trim off some of the little stuff, and it just keeps spilling in more and more. So it's yes, a, it it's does. A Don't sit it close to the house. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, what? A lot of people make that mistake in, in oh, planting yeah. um, trees and shrubs, putting them because that's where they want them, right up against the house. And yeah, then you you have to prune. Yeah. Oh, I bet I love yeah, I, I love courtyards, and I think yeah. that Japanese maple would be beautiful in it. But <laughs> <laughs> now it's a huge tree. <laughs> yeah, and I think you can obviously you have to know the size of the plant, what it's going to be, and if you prune as you go, and you pr- pretend to be yeah. Mr. Miyagi, <laughs> I, I think you can get away with some things that you couldn't otherwise yeah. get away with. But once it's fully sized, it's kind of hard to say, how do I even bring it back under control? Yeah, for sure. That's exactly right. But there's there's probably, if you invite us out for a nice dinner, we could probably um, (laughs) give you some advice on how you can bring it back under control. Maybe even do some pruning for you. Yeah, Yeah, we could even prune. (laughs) You you probably would uh, come and cut it down and put another little one in. Oops. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. They are beautiful. I just wanted to warn everybody, please don't set it too close to the house. That's good advice. That's great advice. Yes, they have really a bu- beautiful tree out in your yard. <laughs> Thank you. That's great. Bye-bye. Thank Thanks, you, Marlene. Marlene. <laughs> okay. Bye-bye. <laughs> 356-9397 is our phone number. Do they have dwarf Japanese maples? Yes. Okay. I mean, there's some that stay three feet tall. and uh, Not many, but there's a couple varieties. And then there's a lot of varieties that are naturally six or eight or eight or ten or five or six feet tall. Okay. Um, so and then, then there's, you know, I'd say most varieties are like Marianne was saying earlier, 10 to 15 feet tall. And then there's some that would be 15 to 25 feet tall. Hmm. Um, I think the, one of the most popular is, is blood good. Yep. Um, one of the most tolerant of, of the conditions we have, the environment we have. And it's probably a 20 to 25 foot tall tree. It's hmm. not a small Japanese maple, but it is beautiful. It keeps its red purple coloration all season long. Oh, it's very, yeah. very flexible for tolerating quite a bit of sun yep. uh, and tolerates a fair amount of shade and holds a decent color in that yep. still to regresses to a little more greenish color in the shade. But yeah, yeah, it does. Just gotta be aware of the mature size when you buy something and plant it. Like like Marlene said, you just don't want to plant things. Well Steve does, but most people <laughs> don't want to plant well, too close, close to, the to the house. A lot of people don't want the maintenance of it. Oh sure, but because it does take maintenance. But right. sometimes that's part of the fun of gardening is to Yeah, I think to to make something work that, that you find rewarding, not to be a Oh, for sure. I'm not a slave to this. Absolutely. Yeah. But if it's uh, if it's a Japanese maple that's going to get eight feet tall and about eight feet wide, and if I really wanted it in a certain spot, three feet or four feet away from the house, it's going to work, and it's going to get a little bit of pruning as it goes along to make it happen, and and it'll be okay. Yeah. And especially just keep pruning it away from the house. Well, you, you have to balance with it not looking silly. You don't want it to look like okay. the power company. <laughs> where they butchered one side of a plant oh, and then point. hanging on the other. So <laughs> yeah. you, you have to be able to keep it in balance. But I think okay. I think it's, again, if you choose the right variety to begin with, 
uh, and don't get silly. You, you don't want to put it by an operating um, window that cranks out that it would be in the way or or you know something like that. But okay. uh, yep. and I'm not talking planting it two feet away from the house, but I'm saying, hey, yeah, maybe I can plant it four feet away if it's something that's a, a dwarf variety that I yeah. can even keep more under control. Yes, and see, you hear so much about Japanese maples. You see them, yes, they're beautiful, but it's good to know that there are dwarf sizes so you can, you know, kind of get used to one before you have to deal with a larger one, or if, if you even have the room for it. Or, or the right environment, because it, you know, like Steve was talking about earlier, they, they, they do better in a little more protected area, so you have to be aware of that, too. You're, you're protecting for cold hardiness, you know, from extreme cold conditions and windy conditions Wind, you're yeah. protecting from too much sun for a lot of the varieties where they'll scorch and and just be stressed too much in the summer now some varieties will take full sun some varieties are like bring it on um, some of the green ones whether it's seru or waterfall uh, they just they'll take full sun 12 hours or 14 hours a day and they'll thrive wow. and then like marianne was saying blood good which is probably still the most popular variety out there, the most common variety out there for a, a good uh, burgundy-colored one. That takes, arguably, most conditions could probably take full sun. Um, I've seen it yeah. growing in full sun quite well. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, and some of the, the, the red leaf ones don't respond right. quite as well in full shade. You That's right. Some of the color. So be they aware do. of that, too. Absolutely. Yeah. But, but what a, they respond so well to trimming. Yes, they do. Yeah, yeah, and I think part of the challenge that I'll have is um, pruning through the summer and not stimulating too much late new growth because uh, you want it to harden off going into the winter. So you're trying to size control it, and you're watering intensely, so you're doing all these things to encourage additional flushes of growth or need to well to to do well. But but unfortunately, late growth is part of that too. Yeah, yeah, I. I've got a lot more pleasure out of um, pruning in the winter or, or late winter early spring yeah. when there weren't any leaves uh, you can see oh, you can, can see, see the, structure. the form the yeah. structure absolutely yeah. and it's just so much fun to go in there and start pruning and um, it's it's a semi-control thing you know you need you just want to control the shape of the plant yeah and direct the energy yeah so sometime in October let's uh, bring in some branches and leaves some leaves anyway okay for fall color show off sure nice. why not yeah okay why there not? you go absolutely all right i hope we have good color this year that'd be fun i hope so <laughs> well if last night was any, any indication i think we will it was oh, great oh yeah. what a beautiful morning too oh my gosh you guys mm -hmm. this it is great good screen porch oh, night but before oh certainly before we go any further though we have yeah. don't we have some just awesome hydrangeas right now oh yeah we've got just a great Fantastic. selection of hydrangeas yeah. and there's uh, some that were actually cut back but they're starting to um, bud out right now so actually a couple of them opened didn't they in mm -hmm. the last day or two so we've got some really nice hydrangeas and if you want perennial asters i mean oh. tr true additions to the garden not just a little cosmetic container yeah. kind of thing no so this these are in larger one gallon some two yeah. gallon pots this isn't ones you plop into a, a mixed container these are ones you put in your garden yeah these are these are good plants. and they're very very rewarding in yeah the garden they route. definitely are nice well, beautiful fall bloomer it, yeah it's great to have something later in the season you know actually come alive and, and bloom well, yep it is yeah mentioning perennials your roses except for knockouts roses half off 50 percent off 
Yeah, I don't think there's, there's hardly anything left, right? Yeah. There's, okay. yeah, only handful. Out of thousands, there's a handful. Yeah. So it's like, eh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But if you need to fill in a space. On top of and one, if you just really wanted it, and it was uh, kind of a price where you couldn't quite yeah. see it. And yeah. You know, now is is the time. Some beautiful white ones out there too. I think that that they should be the most exciting thing besides the fall color coming on with the mums and the asters and the peppers and all that stuff we were talking about, and, and the, the cabbage and kale is the houseplant sale. Yeah, <laughs> going on out there. Uh, so every houseplant, I don't care if it's that ten foot tall fiddle leaf fig that's out there, or if it's that two inch tall. We don't have a 10-foot tall fiddly fig. Somebody buy it yesterday? We have a, no, we have a 15-foot tall Oh, fiddly come fig. on. It's not that tall. <laughs> okay, it's only 12. <laughs> I was um, exaggerating. Sorry. It, it, oh, my 12. gosh, it's it could stunning. Be huge like that, or it could be a little 2-inch pot of something or other. But and, and we are loaded. We have an incredible selection, and they're all 20% off. Uh, every houseplant. We've had a lot of houseplants going out the last few days. Yeah, yeah. we have. That's I, great. It, it actually went to the um, I Belong uh, email went out to the I Belong members. Mm-hmm. So I, I was out doing the, the containers yesterday, and, and uh, a customer walked up to me, and she said, you know, I got this email, and I really don't need a house plant. But she <laughs> said, I had to come. I said, well, I got to tell you, we just got in a house plant shipment. So not only did we have a nice house plant selection, we have a super house plant selection right now. Just super. So she came at the Including right time. some really big plants that we just, I just are, they're just Eye poppers and nice hanging baskets last oh, year too. Gosh, yeah, twenty percent off. Well, yeah. you know this Everything. is this is the time when you got to think about. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to fill the house up again. Oh, absolutely. We're all living outside, and absolutely. now it's time to come back in. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, and speaking of that time of year, I last year just thought. Now we've got this systemic insect control that we'd always advise people to use on their plants, house plants when they're going to take them in. So, you know, just when you're going to take them in, you hose them down, you use the, the contact spray, and then you put the systemic on. Well, why not start the systemic now? And you've got a big head start on controlling the population of insects on your plants. So I tried that last year, and it worked. Really? <laughs> you followed your own advice? I did. Wow. Who does that? I wow. mean, seriously. <laughs> I did. I followed my own advice. Pretty but you cool. came up with your own advice, too. Well, well she I'm not sure I didn't come up with it. She does that left and right. That's <laughs> not the big deal. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> so, anyway, it, it, it never hurts to start a little bit early. Um, and, and, honestly, it's only a little bit early because uh, we're almost at the end of August, well, guys. You know? It's going to be time to bring our houseplants in soon. eight-week residual on that. So a- Eight weeks, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, after you take it inside, you won't necessarily need to hose it down and use the contact you just have to put a little more systemic on. Good. So it's it okay, just that's and that stuff really does work. I I just can't really recommend it enough. Really believe it. So that means yeah. you're going to be doing it really soon at home. Huh? Yeah, I, I actually was thinking about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just see if she can do it two years in a row. <laughs> yeah, really. Thank you. <laughs> you want to give me a reminder? <laughs> at least I remember. Well, you know, you guys, it just depends. Why is that string on my finger? <laughs> just depends on you what just, the weather is like. You just like. had to be the first one, didn't you? It just <laughs> depends on how busy her fall is. <laughs> it just depends. Oh, Lordy. Yes, it does. <laughs> so as people come in this past week, what are some of the things that you've really been hearing about? Are people still complaining about insects at all? or Probably. Because you said Japanese no, beetles really are on their way out. Uh, it wasn't a really big, big problem week. But, uh, no, it wasn't. Still, uh-huh. uh, and I think here's why, uh, Japanese uh, uh, bagworms, mm. but 
now what's happened, they've formed their bags, and everybody's starting to say, oh, there they are. But it's a little what bit too late. What am I going to do about it? Yeah, yeah it's a little <laughs> to too do, late. To use a chemical on them anyway. Yeah. One of the best ways to uh, uh, at least abate the, the population is to pull the bags off. How icky is that? Um, but you can only reach so high, even well, with a ladder, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Okay. So. But anything you can get off you should. reduces Greatly. the population yeah. hugely. Unbelievably so. There's, oh. there's a bunch of little eggs in that bag. Okay. So and we're not talking bunch as in six or eight. No. Talking thousands or something. Well, I don't know, thousands. Maybe yeah. hundreds, hundreds, hundreds and thousands. In the, in the <laughs> yeah. So oh, yeah. yeah, it's yeah. okay. So then, how else can you deal with them besides pulling off the bags? Does a systemic work with a tree? It won't really help you this time of year. Uh, okay. The most effective control is is treating them after you remove the bags. Treating them next year when they're out feeding and using the thuricide that we've talked about. And it typically isn't that around Memorial Day or the first part of June. Yeah, I think it. I always think of it as being even closer to Fourth of July, but I think it varies again so much from year to year. It does. In terms yeah, of it does. Weather. Like you I said, it, it, it just depends. It does just depend, and I think that's a good <laughs> reminder date to start thinking about scouting. Absolutely. Yeah. You know. Because really, the bagworms start. You start really noticing them at the end, toward the end of summer. Yeah. Okay. So, but but the crawlers are out at the beginning of the summer usually. Okay. So it's and again, you need to spray in the evening when they're out feeding more active, than yeah. during the middle of the day. So if you can spray between five and seven o'clock at night, that's probably the best time to do it. Of course, you have to do it when it's not windy. And oh yeah, blah, blah, God, blah, 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 I'm going to remember that. Right. You have to because you got to read the instructions on the label. Oh, how to use John. the product. You're so demanding. <laughs> Three five six nine three nine seven. Yes, Marianne. We were talking about bagworms a couple of days ago because we'd had a couple of customers in that, that were beginning to find the bags, you know. So, yeah. uh, we, we were talking about them and uh, trying to find the different products that we have that would be effective. And I thought it was uh, really cool that seven, uh, a very common insecticide that a lot of people have around, it, it is a very effective broad spectrum insecticide, um, is effective for bagworms or the crawlers. Oh, good. So. Good to know. But All right. it's not, not uh, again, not the time to use them now. So. All right. More like spring. Or, Early or, summer. Or, or, okay. Fourth of July. Right. So he said, okay. Yeah. That's what Ju- he said. J- June, early July. All right. Good. Depends upon the year. Let's go to the phones because Bev in Seymour is waiting patiently. Good morning, Bev. How are you? Hi. Hi. Um, I've been noticing um, that um, there's yellow aphids. Uh, maybe you talked about this earlier. I didn't tune in until 8.30. Um, Not yet. Oops. Um, yeah. on, on my Asclepsia, um, uh, the blooming ones out front that I love that because they have such beautiful blossoms, they're just eating them, the, these tiny yellow aphids. And now I even see them on my just the traditional milkweed. So um, um, uh, is spraying with... Um, the just soapy water is that the best technique uh, i just got to get them off of there <laughs> it is kind of icky looking in that um it, it, but that's what asclepius do yeah. um, they're they're a host i know <laughs> i do they know like, that <laughs> they like that sap yeah yeah uh-huh. how, how many plants do you have Bev? well i've planted them from seeds so i have i have several and the awesome. funny thing is um, uh, they, 
one side of my of my flower garden has them, and the other side they haven't found yet. So that's kind of good. <laughs> Give but, them a minute. Um, do you think those little aphids are gonna keep the um, caterpillars from um, hosting on the leaves? I don't know for sure. I mean, I'm, this is yeah. can only be a guess, uh, but I yeah. doubt it. I, I doubt it too. Yeah, I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. In fact, they, been, they, of course, they like to sap up where the uh, bloom is. That's where they're really congregating. They're just covered. Hmm. <laughs> I, we yeah. have uh, one small pot of Asclepias left in the store, out, out in the greenhouse. And I walked by it the other day. I was moving it to going to move it to another location, and it was covered with yellow aphids. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> so it's, they they seek them out. Yeah. Absolutely uh-huh. seek them out. So um, yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't spray. I I would just try. You to wouldn't live spray with even it. with the soapy water. Just oh, let you, them go. If, if I if I was going to do anything, if I had a half hour to kill, I might take a, <laughs> a sponge or a rag and some soapy water, and go out there and just physically just wipe it and just kill wipe them. Kill yeah. as many as yeah. I can in thirty minutes. With soapy yeah. water. With soapy water. Yeah. 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 So okay. Okay. Thinking along the right lines. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's a tough it's one, so but yeah, it's just it kind of creepy. It <laughs> yeah. It, it is. It's creepy, Marianne. <laughs> yes. I'm looking at photos online, and I'm oh yeah. Oh yeah. It is creepy. Because <laughs> they're little move, They're moving and they're sucking. And I know. Ugh. They're just they're avids. <laughs> well, just, think, just think how much more you're going to enjoy this procedure of just. <laughs> Wiping them out. How gratifying it'll be, exactly. Okay, okay. That's like picking a bagworm and smashing it. That's kind of right up there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or a Japanese beetle and smashing it. Oh, yeah, Mm -hmm. honey. (laughs) We still have them. I couldn't believe it. I really really? couldn't believe it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I saw some on my roses. My my perennial hibiscus. That's amazing that they're still That is amazing. Wow. Yeah. I'm sorry. Okay, thanks, you guys. <laughs> Good luck. Sure, Bev. Good luck with those aphids. Have, yeah, have fun. <laughs> Three, <Okay>. five. <laughs> Take care. All right. This is Plant Experts Live at Prairie Gardens, and uh, Trish in Ivesdale is phoning in. Good morning, Trish. What can we do for you? Hi. Thanks for taking my call. We oh, live bad. on a rural property. We, when we moved in here six years ago, big windbreak on the north and the west side, a variety of different big pines, probably 30 five-ish years old there were two blue spruce up close to the house within a couple of years they had they just suffered massive needle drop we had an arborist come out and he i think he said it's some type of pathogen that affects that type of tree or those types of trees well if i remember and i don't really (laughs) which is why i'm calling you i think he said it's in the soil because now we're we're suffering rapid loss of our big windbreak so we had 13 trees taken out last year we brought in some new white pines to try and fill in the gaps we've got nine more on the west that we're going to have taken out and then new ones new trees brought in on the fall because we need to really keep this built up oh sure so i'm as i understand it 35 years old is maybe the life expectancy of some of these trees but my question is if it's if it's really in the soil what can we do to treat the soil so that all the new trees we bring in to try and build the windbreak back up don't then become infected with this pathogen Mm -hmm. 
if it was mine, um, I would take some samples into the plant clinic Absolutely. at Turner Hall. That was my suggestion. And 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 since you don't recall what the person said, and you know, again, whether they whether they could tell you definitively or or whether they were just giving you their best opinion that they could do it, I I would take samples in, and if, especially if you have different species. So if you actually have pines, and if you have blue spruce, or if you have Norway spruce or Black Hill spruce or Serbian spruce or yeah. Douglas firs or white fir, whatever you might have, Austrian pines. Um, I think a, a sample from each tree that seems to be suffering, you know, any species, I would take a sample okay. and it would be a small price to pay to know what you're dealing with. Oh, for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, and then you'll know right. whether you can plant freely uh, varieties that would be more resistant or less susceptible that to that disease or if it really is a soil-borne disease or not. I U of I. Plant clinic. Plant you clinic. Yeah, you could look plant. them up online. You could call the Cooperative Extension Office. I hope My that first helps, guess Trish. is I doubt if it's a soil-borne disease, uh, but again, we don't know. They're saying <laughs> cut it off, right. Steve. Quit talking. But good luck <laughs> with that, Trish. Yeah, for sure. He's explained. <laughs> oh, that's awful. Thank Before you very much. You bet. Even listening to Plant Experts Live at Prairie Gardens with Marianne Metz, John Weisgarver, and Steve Brown. I'm Tamara McDaniel. Our producer is Blake Landa. Stay tuned for Saturday Sports Talk up next here on News Talk 1400, WDWS, Champaign-Urbana. A podcast of the show will be available later today at WDWS.com. Have a great weekend.